Hi, my name is Grayson. You're listening to my daddy's podcast, The Morning Pee. <laughs> On this episode, we talk hereditary chiefs and government officials meeting in Smithers, B.C., advice for podcasters about their listeners, and new business associates. Coming up next on The Morning Pee. Good morning, stop counting, wake up and get your paper. Good morning, stop yawning, wake up and get your cake up, it's your boy King Kong, the one and only and the only one, telling you to wash your face, brush your teeth, cause it is time for the morning pee. Yeah. So without further ado, from the podcast that doesn't give a fuck about your feelings, <laughs> put your hands together for your host, Podcast P. Woo! Yes, sir. We are back up in this, and by we, I mean me, and it is Wednesday, God damn it. God damn it. Listen, housekeeping out of the way before I get into everything because there is a lot. Um, housekeeping out of the way, guys. Please make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, all the links will be in the show notes. Um, if I can ever figure out how these fucking link things work, I'm not technologically sound here. Okay, I need some help. I need help, people. If you know what the fuck you're doing, hit me up. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Um, also, rate and review the show, guys. Whatever platform you're listening on, Uh, I know I'm not going to be at the top. If you give me ratings, I'm not going to be at the top. I I don't give a shit. I really don't. Um, The reason I don't want the five stars, I don't want the one stars. I really want that little blurb paragraph, whatever you guys guys want to write about what this show is doing for you, how the show can improve, or how this show fucking sucks. Uh, I really want that because I want to make a show that not only that I want to do, but something that you guys want to hear that's enjoyable to you guys, right? I just don't want to make a show and um, and just be talking into a vacuum. Although, I really don't care either way because this is like my stress relief. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to leave a review, please do. If you don't, who gives a flying fuck? You're going to listen to the show anyway. I know, I know you are. You know you are. Who are we fucking kidding, right? Um, also, uh, please... Please, please, if you guys want to help me out with the show, again, ask me for the survey. I've created a survey. It's 32 questions long. It literally takes less than five minutes. Uh, thank you to all, like, over the 100 people that have already gotten back the survey to me. I appreciate it. I'm using that to help the show improve. Um, but if you want that, if you want to help out, if you want if you want to improve the show, help improve the show, you want your voice heard. If you want your voice heard, uh, make sure and hit me up. DM me, PM me, whatever you got to do. And um, I will make sure and get that survey to you. Um, so that you guys can be part of the show. <laughs> also, if you like the intro track, that is just the intro. If you want the full track, the King Con, Wake Up and Get Your Cake Up, make sure, hit up Spotify, look up Wake Up and Get Your Cake Up and Mr. King Con. I don't even know if it's Mr. I think it's Ken, King Con. And uh, you get the full track there. The album is coming soon. The dude is doing big things. It is a fucking movement. I say it every goddamn time. Every time. It's a fucking movement. And trust me, it is. Uh, so make sure and check that out, guys. Now listen. Today is going to be a show, um, kind of a carryover from Monday's show. Um, I didn't really get a chance to get into it as much as I wanted. Uh, the so wet or wet so wetin. See you guys. I can say it one time. Thank you to everybody. By the way, the only reason I can fucking say that is because I was hit up so many goddamn times about people sending me voice messages about how to fucking say that. Um, and listen, that's all you get. You get it done once. I'm only going to say it correctly once, not because I not because I don't want to say it correctly, but because I fucking can't, okay? That was fucking difficult, if you don't know. I have no idea why I can't say it, and um, other people are giving me shit for it. So, it is what it is, guys. It is what it fucking is. Wet sowetin, wet sowetin, wet si- uh, See? I can't even say it five times fast. So, that's what it is. 
Um, we're gonna carry on with that a little bit. Uh, see, I was doing some, I was doing some more research after I record or after I released Monday's show, and um, I came across a great fucking, a great YouTube, I guess, couple videos. Um, I don't know what the gentleman's name is, but he's from National Post. Uh, it's called Comment Nation. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a couple of those clips right now back to back. And you guys can kind of decide how you feel about that. I'll go into a little bit more after it. But um, for now, let me play the two clips. So what you're going to hear is the one opening clip. Uh, it's about two minutes long. And then you're going to have like a little musical quick interlude. And then the second little clip. So all together, it's about six minutes. So uh, give me a second. Here we go. And, and by the way, uh, the reason I'm playing this is because I really do believe, I, at least I'm, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, 80 to 93.7% positive. That my show is being listened to by these guys. Because this was the almost the exact same fucking take I had on Monday. Just listen to it. This was released after uh, my Monday show. Um, I'm not sure if that means that they're uh, um, not stealing opinion. That would be wrong. Um, they're reporting it the same way. I have this exact same opinion. But hey, it is what it is. All I know is that I'm, it's not just me that feels this way. So, um, yeah. I mean, it is what it is, guys. Listen, they um, they jacked me. Not jack me off. They jack my shit. They jack me. Okay, what else can you say? I'm that fucking great. That fucking national news is now jacking up my shit. So, um, <laughs> I'm just bull. You guys know I'm bullshit. Um, anyways, listen. Here are the clips, and um, we'll take we'll pick it up right after this. You know that Canada has been changed when you see protesters firing up wooden pallets in front of a moving freight train, and another protester is pouring gasoline on the train as it slowly moves along. And no one is arrested. We are all, protesters included, really lucky that train did not blow up. So while hereditary chiefs and politicians are meeting to try to sort this out, I thought I would tally up who is the biggest loser. Because so far, there are no winners. The Prime Minister and his cabinet have lost. From first stating that it was all a provincial matter, did no one read the Constitution? To holding their breaths and hoping it would just go away. To just being guilty of incompetence. Millions of Canadians have paid a financial price whether it be commuters not getting to work, or businesses, farmers without propane, to shop owners without merchandise. We have all collectively lost a fortune over the past few weeks. One very young businessman told me all his inventory was held up in Montreal, and nothing he tried to get to Toronto, where his customers worked. The rule of law has taken a beating. No one wants a country where elected politicians order police what to do. But there are back channels of communications and ways to get things done, and in this case, to most observers, lawlessness won because of politicians. The reputation of Canada has taken a beating. We were once one of the most safe and secure nations in the world to invest, to build, to plan with a reliance on a safe and a civilized society. And not so much anymore. The efforts to fight climate change have been diminished. We still do not know whether an approved pipeline for liquefied natural gas, one of the cleanest fuels known, will be finished to transport LNG from BC to replace coal-burning factories in Asia. But undoubtedly, the biggest losers in this episode are Canada's Indigenous people. A few hereditary chiefs, in conflict with democratically elected band chiefs and councils, have caused the Indigenous community to be cast in a poor light before the rest of Canada. Note the comments of Indigenous people who are embarrassed by the violence and the poor behaviour. And the toleration of non-Indigenous professional activists by the bans, has brought them into further disrepute. Let's all hope that the years of very good work accomplished by well-intentioned persons of all heritages can be captured soon. And let's all hope that the meeting near Smithers, B.C. is successful in putting this shameful episode behind us. 
Let's all be positive. For a government that calls itself liberal, the Trudeau government certainly makes some odd choices, particularly with indigenous peoples. One of the first steps it took when achieving power in 2015 was to repeal the First Nations Financial Transparency Act that had been passed by the Harper government to fight corruption. That law had forced band leaders to make public where the money they received from the government was being spent. It's called accountability. This seemed like a very, very responsible piece of legislation because some, and certainly not all, but some impoverished bands without water and necessities were being lorded over by chiefs who were pocketing the cash. They were forced to reveal their spending, just like any government or public enterprise does as a matter of practice. The Liberals repealed this, so now many Indigenous people have no idea where their money has gone once again. And now we hear that this same government has reached a deal with the hereditary Wet'suwet'en chiefs, but no details have been announced by the Feds until it's approved by the various bands that comprise the Wet'suwet'en. They will know the terms immediately. It's going to be weeks for us to learn the terms. And until then, the barricades are still up. And now the minister has declared that this agreement does not deal with the pipeline. A deal without addressing the issues, the pipeline and the barricades? What kind of deal is that? Does it not seem odd that one of the results of this deal is that the hereditary chief's power and position is strengthened because the elected officials have not been in the negotiations? To my mind, this seems ancient, seems undemocratic. Clearly, the protests of the last few weeks have shown a people who are divided. Some, not all, hereditary chiefs oppose the LNG pipeline, while each and every elected chief has signed on after extensive consultations. Some activists will argue that the Supreme Court of Canada decisions 1997 and 2014 decided that hereditary chiefs were given responsibility for land claims. But those decisions were about Indigenous title, not about Indigenous governance. It is clear that the Indigenous community is divided, not only about the pipeline, but also about who is in charge. And now the federal government is, by its negotiating strategy, deciding that the hereditary chiefs are the guys to make a deal with, leaving out those who have been elected. So why would the federal government put itself in a position of deciding who represents who? This will only deepen the divide within the Indigenous community. Do you wonder, even for a moment, whether our Prime Minister, the son of a former Prime Minister, has a preference for hereditary and entitled rule? <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Cut that shit off. Um, a couple things that I wanted to address on that first and foremost. Um, so in Smithers, BC right now, they're having um, they're trying to uh, make a deal. So they're they were supposed to be there for two days. They're staying there on their fourth day now. Um, now, this deal doesn't have anything to do uh, with the pipeline, as you just heard in that. What it is, is this what they're trying to work out is who has the right to make a deal on the land, whether that be the elected chiefs or the hereditary chiefs. So this has nothing to do with the pipeline. Nothing. Um, now, the difference between an elected chief and a hereditary chief is this. Um, elected chiefs were elected by the indigenous people to to govern them. Uh, hereditary chiefs would be the ones that have uh, that are that are chiefs by blood. Um, so, you know, it's a little strange. Let me. 
let me try and figure this out in my head real quick and, and, and relate it to you guys. Having the hereditary chiefs make the decisions on the land would be like the queen of England coming to Canada and making laws or or making uh, decisions based on what she thinks, not what's best for uh, Canada. It's a little fucking strange, I know. The thing is, now, every single elected chief of First Nations has approved this pipeline. And I'm going to have to pause here. You might hear my dogs fucking barking like crazy in a second. This dude with a snowblower going by. So, right. Um, so what it is, is that, oi, enough. Hey, come on, relax. So what it is, is hereditary, and, okay, let's, let's go back for, let's go back for a quick second. You guys heard that, uh, they repealed, Justin Trudeau repealed the, uh, the motion to have all, all the money that is being provided to the indigenous peoples, uh, not be accounted for. That means that money can go back into the chief's pockets if they so choose uh, without letting anybody know that money does not have to go to the people. Now, indigenous people are getting screwed in a couple ways here. Number one, if they don't know where the money is going, they don't know if they're getting all the money they should be able to have. Number two, if you elected chiefs, then why would you want somebody else who has nothing but a name behind them because of the blood and a tradition at telling you to um, telling you what to do with the land? Now, I understand there could be some tradition, there could be some other things that I'm not aware of uh, affecting these decisions. However, I will say that indigenous, the indigenous title is for title. So in, hereditary chiefs is for the indigenous title, and elected chiefs are for governance. So if you've elected them to govern, then let them fucking govern. I don't understand why why we're making such a huge deal of this now. There, it's If they're governing, that, that includes the land too. It has to. And if we're making a deal right now that doesn't fucking involve the elected chiefs, just the hereditary ones, then what the fuck are we even doing? We're wasting our goddamn time. People are losing their jobs. Like, CN Rail can't even fucking operate. Like, as you heard in those clips, man, a guy can't even get his, uh, um, his, his supplies into his shop. It's ridiculous. And RCMP aren't arresting anybody. What the fuck is going on with that, man? Like... There's been many, many reports that have come out now where people are getting ticketed just for walking beside the tracks or crossing onto the CN Rail property. And, and now these indigenous people aren't getting ticketed or arrested or anything like that simply because they're indigenous? This is ridiculous. You, first of all, you allowed CN Rail to put their tracks onto your land. Okay, you allowed them to move supplies across your land. Okay, so now you want to block them from doing their land and, sign, and say that they are um, infringing on your land and, uh, and have people agree with you. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Not only do the people not agree with you, the people of Canada, I say, not agree with you, the protesters that you have, most of them, are paid protesters. Now, here's my little conspiracy theory. Let's just fucking work this in real quick. Well, I got your guys' attention. Here's what I think. You guys heard that um, being able to show where the money is going to um, has been repealed, so they no longer have to um, show where this comes from. Hold on a second. Georgia, enough. So I think, here's what I think. I think the hereditary chiefs, because the hereditary chiefs were the ones getting the, getting the money from the government and not having to supply, uh, show where the money's going to, I think they have paid the protesters to be there so that this thing doesn't get repealed again uh, so that start have to showing where the money is again. That's exactly what I think because money, like I always say, follow the money, find the corruption. Follow the money, find the corruption. It's plain and fucking simple. It really is, guys. Um... Hereditary chiefs are stuffing their money. A few of them, not all of them, not all of them. Let me make that very clear. Um, a specific, a specific couple of them 
Um, we're pocketing money so that their people do not know where that's going to be, screwing their own people. Um, and yes, this can happen, guys. Uh, just because they're indigenous does not mean that they do. there aren't some bad ones. Okay? I know we're in a whole fucking politically correct climate right now, and we're not allowed to say shit like that, but listen. In every single race, there are going to be people that are willing to fuck their own people out of money. Simply because it's money. And to get ahead. So... Don't take this as me hating indigenous people or hating indigenous chiefs. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that there are some indigenous chiefs that do not have the best interest of their people. Simple. They want the money. Uh, they've been lying in their pockets forever, and they don't want that to stop. That's what this is all about. And not only that, the paid protesters can fuck right off. Ah. That's enough of that. That's enough. I, re I didn't want to go into it again. I really just want to let you guys know exactly what's going on because now... You know, all these things that are happening are on a daily basis now. New things are popping up and new things are coming about. And I don't think everybody's really abreast of the situation. And uh, I feel you guys need to know. So that's what it is. That's what it is. And, um, you know, hopefully we can move past this, man. Like a, you know, like they were saying, we have to stay positive and, and stay hopeful. And I do, I do, I do believe that we're going to have something worked out just not during this agreement or this deal agreement uh, situation meeting that's happening in Smithers, BC. Uh, we're literally spinning our wheels here. We're we're spinning our wheels um, at the wrong topic. Hold on one second. Hey, oi, Dougie, stop it. And uh, we need to focus on what we need to focus on, not what we don't need to focus on. I know that made sense. On to the next topic. So something else I wanted to talk about, guys, is um, getting into the podcasting community. Podcasters, all that fun shit. We're gonna we're gonna step off of Canada for a second. Get into what I'm doing right now. This podcasting thing. Listen, guys. Um, listen, I'm not... I haven't done this the longer... Longer than anybody. Um, or the longest out of anybody. I've done this... I've been podcasting now for about three years. And, um, you know, there's a lot of things that have come up. A lot of situa situations we've had to deal with. Um, that are... I mean... Things that just come up, you, you have to deal with. So, so you deal with things that other people, new new podcasters, shit. They don't have, they haven't dealt with things like that. So I'm always op open to offering my advice to a bunch of people. And um, uh, I'm in, I'm, I'm in a bunch of groups, uh, podcast groups. Um, one, you know, podcast. I mean, like Podcast Nation, Podcast Calgary, uh, the podcasting community. All these, all these different groups with you know tens of thousands of people, and a lot of questions. And there was something that came up the other day. And I kind of wanted to, I gave a little bit of an abrupt um, answer or a comment on this post. And I wanted to kind of elaborate on it a little bit. This was a post by Jeremy Sturm um, from the Unequipped podcast. And he, he said, um, he, he was, it was something about the numbers about um, my podcast only got four listens last episode. Should I be worried uh, or something like that? Now, my, I was very, I was very direct. I said, "Listen, the numbers do not matter." Let me say it again, so it resonates. The numbers do not matter, um, and a lot of people felt the way about that for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, listen, I've maybe it's just me, and let, let's step back. Let, let me talk from my point of view, my standpoint, what I see. This, this is. So, podcasting for me has never been about let's let's do something to make a bunch of money. Uh, that's never been my goal. Uh, it's never been my goal to say, hey, let's have a bunch of listeners as well. It's always been my goal to be able to just have my opinion be heard. And I think a lot of people are getting into podcasting wanting to know that they're not talking into a vacuum. Um, 
but they're also getting into it because they think this is a way to make a lot of money. And yes, that's very true. It is a way to make a lot of money. However, it takes time. It takes dedication. Uh, and I'm going to talk to Jeremy Sturm real quick, uh, directly. Jeremy, listen, that was your third episode, man. It was your third episode. Uh, and now I see you've, you've gone in and you've, you started a second podcast already. Um, if you have the time to do that, great. Listen, I am. I, there was a time where I was involved in four different podcasts, five different podcasts, um, at the same time, and it uh, it was it wore on me really, really deeply. So hopefully, you know, you have the time and the energy to to focus on all of it because I know one podcast takes up most of my time, um, as far as information research, recording, um, kind of editing. You guys know I don't fucking edit here, but um, and also logistics and promotions and distribution, all that fun stuff. Uh, my advice to you, sir, would be if you want it, this is unsolicited, so take it for what it's worth. Um, drop the second podcast, focus on the first one, or drop the first one and focus on the second one. Focus on whichever one makes you more happy. Having four listeners is not bad. When we first released the uh, the podcast-ish podcast, which was our first podcast, uh, for the first three months, I think we had 100 listens. Now, uh, we knew that going in, we would have to promote this and that. And uh, we got through that. We got through it, and, and eventually those the back the back episodes of the very first one of some of the first episodes that we had, people were going back and listening to those because they caught up to it, right? You know, eventually we were getting up to six hundred, seven, seven hundred thousand, or six to seven hundred uh, um, uh, listens, right? And uh, you know, it got to the point where it's like, okay, that's great. We know where the numbers are. And uh, it just takes time to build, but that was after a year and a half. Like you have to. You have to put the time in and the effort in and not expect automatic returns, man. So I just wanted to let you know that if you're not podcasting from a place of I want to do this as a hobby, but rather you're podcasting to say I'm podcasting to make money. Um, I don't think it's going to work out for you, but listen, I don't I hope I hope that you take my advice to heart. I, I really don't want to see anybody f- uh, fail in podcasting because podcasting is such a unique opportunity, guys. We have the opportunity to make money. We have the opportunity to do big, big things and change people's lives and change our lives in the process. But you have to be willing to put the time and effort in. Like I said, I've been podcasting for three years now, um, and I'm still not living off podcasts as my main source of income. That's not um, through lack of trying, although it is partly the reason I haven't really tried. Um, but what it is is that I, I have I hold myself to a certain standard and there has to be a certain certain threshold that I get to before I even start um, asking for money or promotions or uh, sponsorships or whatever it is and I think we all should hold ourselves to a higher a higher um, responsibility and hold ourselves to a higher um, whatever the fuck a higher standard because if we're the ones putting out these pro- this product, this content, this is our name behind it. And if you're putting out a shitty content and nobody wants to listen to it, I'm not saying yours is. I'm just saying if you are putting out shitty content, then people aren't going to listen to it and you are going to have four people listening. Now, again, let me say this. That was your third episode. It was your third episode. Do not worry about it. The numbers don't fucking matter. What matters is your content, your quality, your distribution, and your your interaction with your with your listeners don't ever stop that if you're if you're you're just releasing things and hoping people catch it well then you may have an issue you may want to talk to a promotions company or an advertising agency something to get you up if you have the money to do that but i really don't think one of the people you know a lot of people were saying that um 
the numbers matter because we want to know we don't want, we're not going to talk to a vacuum. That was the main, I guess, the main uh, argument against numbers don't matter. And true, true. But like again, again, I, I say if you're if you are if you're talking into a microphone, yes, you're just talking into a microphone, and you don't really know who's listening, who who's going to listen. Um, if they give a fuck about your opinion, anything like that, what you need to do is just create something that you love and you enjoy. And eventually you'll find that market. You'll find your niche audience and uh, and you will be a leader in that community. That's all I have to say to you, man. So listen, keep plugging. Don't stop. And I mean, if you want to get to if, if you want to get to the, the spot where, you know, great podcasters are. And I'm talking about like Nick Lewis from the Lulu Logic podcast. I'm talking Romy Mack, Two Cent Central podcast, Terry Little, uh, Joe Espinosa from the Joe Madness podcast, um, Idol and Will Hayes from the I Want All the Smoke podcast. These are all people that have been doing this for a while they know what it takes to get to the top because they're there they're there to the top. they're putting out quality content that they would consume so record your podcast as something you want to listen to and something you're proud about have pride in it um and and release it whenever you can plain and simple man don't ever give up on that shit because i think it's i think it's really important especially for podcasters and like this like I was saying this, be, I think one of last week's episode, not last week, the week before, sorry, um, titled Your Podcast Sucks. You can go back and listen to that one. I went off on a rant about how people are just releasing podcasts and not having quality behind it or not having editing behind it or not having a concept or having a show structure. And it's one of the things that pisses me off because, yes, this is such a new, such a new thing. Granted, we're only 10, 15 years into it. And people are, people are lying to themselves saying this is the best quality they can put out when really it's not. You know, I went in to describe my whole homemade booth and everything I have here. And you know what, man? I, I All I can say is just keep going, man. Keep going. Go back and listen to that podcast. Uh, it's, ca- it's called uh, Your Podcast Sucks. Just find it in my feed, man. Just go back and listen to it. I promise you, I promise you you'll get a lot out of it. Um, yeah, and that's all I wanted to say about that. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I really don't mean to come down on any other podcasters, but I do find, I hold myself, I, I find it. I believe I'm responsible for helping other podcasters get to a level of quality, of content, of uh, whatever else it is that they want to do with their show that is acceptable. There needs to be a quality standard for podcasts, and right now I'm seeing a lot that are fucking trash. We're hearing a lot that are fucking trash. And like I said in the last podcast, in uh, Your Podcast Sucks, uh, that episode, I said if this podcast, if the Morning P podcast is... Is the is the defining line of quality? If this is the upper echelon, then holy fuck, we're all in trouble. Because this show doesn't get edited barely. Uh, the sound quality is not that great, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but the content is there, so we need to figure this out, guys. There needs to be a level. There needs to be a standard we all set. We need to come together as a community and set standards about what the fuck we're going to allow and what we're not going to allow. Because I do believe that there's too many people doing podcasts that have no fucking business doing them. That's just my opinion. I'm not going to mention any names, although I fucking could. And, um, yeah. Other than that, man, listen. Do you, man. Don't be worried about the numbers. The numbers will come eventually as long as you find your niche topics. Um, and the fly fishing one, man, it's a great show. Great show. Keep that one up. Um, so listen. I went for a meeting. I, I just want to give a couple shout-outs, first and foremost. My boy Josh Blythe um, and, a, and a, a brand-new guy I met uh, also within the um, – he's like a digital marketer type guy, Ash Gruel. I hope I'm saying that right, Graywell, Gruel. Um, great people, man. I went out from <laughs> – I went out with them um, two nights ago, and uh, ended up we just we, – we literally – I went there for a meeting to do incorporation for a different company, 
meet my buddy Josh that I've known forever, and he introduced me to this Ash guy. And uh, we just hit it off real quick, man. It was good. It was um, great people to be around, man. I love, I love how I'm um, progressing in this business world. I'm, I'm absolutely new to business um, when it comes to doing the meetings and doing, you know, all the other shit. I can do everything myself and what I need to do through a business, um, like contractor wise. But I, I'm not in a sit down desk world. I'm not that guy. So it's very nice to meet people that are willing to help and and willing to just lend an ear and uh, provide advice. Um, for, for, for nothing. And I thank you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, it really does mean a lot, but listen, what are we at here? Oh, we're at 28 and a half minutes. Okay. Listen, that's it. I don't have to go any longer. I'm done for the day. I think, um, let's get to this guy. Just back to the podcasting thing real quick. Guys, listen, um, hold yourselves to a higher standard. I keep saying it. I'm going to say it on every fucking episode until you guys get it. Because I know there's a lot of podcasters that actually listen to this show. Um, Maybe not for, I don't know why the fuck they're listening. I don't know if it's for advice or because they want to hear what the fuck I'm ranting about or raving about next, but I just want to say, guys, if we're not holding ourselves to a higher standard, then we have to, uh, we have to figure this out. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself responsible for what we're doing and what you're saying on these podcasts um, and the quality and content that is being released through these channels because this is the future, guys. I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly believe that, and uh, I hope you guys are with me. So, right on! Right on. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna tag all you guys that I mentioned in this episode. Hopefully, you guys can hear this, and hopefully, you guys share this with other podcasters so that they can hear it too. Because I really do think we there needs to be a standard. And if you guys think so, hit me up. I'd be glad to spearhead this thing. Um, how to write a quality standard uh, checklist or sheet? I don't know how we're gonna enforce it, but I think we should. Uh, there should be some responsibility on the content creators on what they're doing, guys. So if you agree with me, great. If you don't, I don't give a fuck anyway. I'll see you on Friday. Peace.